Detroit. My beat. From downtown to Drew Lane's basement. The gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Where your safest threat is on the time of day. And even that they'll fix if they can figure an angle. It's not a street, it's a merry-go-round. Well, you can't tell whether that pretty girl sitting over there in the convertible parked by the curb should be called Dimples or Double Cross. You ask the interrogatory question, right out of my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, MLB. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2022. And as we said in 2021, how could this be as bad as the last year? And it turned out 2021 was pretty shit, too. So uh, let's hope that we break the pattern here and we start off strong. And I want to apologize. What an upbeat way to start the year. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, I mean, we kind of lower expectations like that great old skit from Mad TV. Did anybody ever watch Mad TV? Of course. You know what's funny? Of course you liked Mad TV. It was hilarious. Let me, let me guess. You prefer that over SNL? Um, I would say uh, pound for pound it was funnier than SNL because the skits were shorter. Okay. And it wasn't as as predictably political. I mean, I, wrong. I pretty much... I mean, you're wrong. I share your exasperation, Mark. Already. I mean, there's one there's one show in. that's been on since 1975, and the other lasted how many seasons? Well, that's not to say that one show isn't great. I mean, are are you going to say that? Um, are you going to say that the? Sure, uh, that's you probably point. preferred Kids in the Hall, which I would agree with more over Mad TV. Oh, Kids in the Hall is the best show in Kids the in history Hall of television. I, I prefer Monty Python to Kids in the Hall. Oh God. Yeah, crushing. No, you're not crushing my head, brother. <laughs> but, um, but no. All right, I, I, sorry, Kalina. But, but I, I think introduce Kalina because she doesn't yeah, have Kalina, any, have you heard of kids any the of these shows. I know SNL. Yeah. Do you do you watch it? Yeah. Do you like it? Sometimes. Because old people like me uh, complained about it's not funny anymore. Wait a minute! You just tell me how hilarious it was. No, I remember back in the when it was going against Mad TV. Oh wow! Get off my lawn. <laughs> Back then when they I, used I to have find, that, that Chevy Chass guy. I don't find it to be as bad as a lot of people think it is, but um, it definitely has a different attitude now than it did, say, 20 years ago. Well, yeah, it's a new demographic. Sure. So. No, I get it. I just uh, I just wondered. Oh. I like getting a young person's opinion on things. <laughs> I like that I'm the young person. That makes me feel good. I know. Oh, it's You know, the, the, the fact that you actually know it's Saturday Night Live is tells us what a boring holiday you've had. Yeah, <laughs> what 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 have you been doing since since spring? And I, oh, let me let me go back to my apology. I, we we played uh, sort of a, a classic episode last week, our new wave music holiday edition. Which uh, when I listened to it again, I thought it was great. And I hope that if you didn't hear it, you'll go back and and check it out. But the I should have edited out that Sonic Youth song. Just saying. Oh God, yeah, no, that was that was uh, that was that was tough thinking? on the ears. What were you thinking with that? But well, we wanted to provide a broad garbage? spectrum. Oh, okay. But the actually, I wish Garbage was a New Age band because I'd love to play some Shirley Manson. But um, well, then play it. <laughs> Who's stopping you? There's a there's a contribution. <laughs> Who's stopping you? I I knew 2022 was going to be bad. <laughs> it's bad. I already. mean, come on, <laughs> play what you like. 
I like new wave music. I know, but you like other stuff too, so play it. Yeah, I do, but I, I that's we, we kind of have a, a a theme going there. We have a motif going. I don't know about we, but yeah, you do. <laughs> the the people who care do. I guess that would make it a singular endeavor. Okay, but um, <laughs> but I, it, so we dropped out of some of the chart rankings. But I'm pleased to say, oh, that what, we, what weird we, place we held steady in the Ukraine. Oh, so great. Last week's episode did not in any way affect uh, our powerhouse position in the rankings of news and commentary podcasts consumed by the good people of the Ukraine, who, given the Russian forces massing at their border, could use a little something to distract them. So we're pleased to be able to provide that service. Um, we're sort of like Hunter Biden without the uh, big payday or other big things. <laughs> um, speaking for Sean here. And, uh, and so to my friends in, in the Ukraine, I say... He was not pleased with that. I say, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, and if someone could translate that for me into Ukraine, that would be great. Kalina, is that... Did you... No. No, okay. So. so in the rundown, is that the Happy New Year section? Are we done with that? Yeah, check. Check it out. <laughs> Sean likes to fly through the run. I know. you kind of like, boy, I really wish Sean would get engaged earlier. And then he does. And you're like, boy, I really wish Sean would go back into stasis until Cyrus wakes him up. I'm just like, well, I got one more thing to say. Uh, okay. Well, so happy new year. Did you have a good yeah, break, happy Sean? happy new year. Did you have a good break? Yeah, it was fine. I flew from, uh, I was, where was the New Year's? Florida. <laughs> I don't know where you Miami. were. Miami. Miami and Georgia. You were no, watching excuse me. Michigan, Michigan and Georgia in Miami. to a puddle of blood. Yeah, that was not much of a game. No, not at all. Do you think that the first half of the Michigan State CFP game or the Michigan CFP game was more competitive? Oh, that's right, because we have to compare these things. No, no, because I had people but posting the, stuff immediately to me like, uh, well, now we know what it's been like, yeah, little brother. I'm like, don't bring me into it. But but we were watching the game. Uh, just so you I know, was in Atlanta. Just so you know, it goes both ways. You saw the memes all over the place about, oh, finally uh, a Big Ten team scored in the college football playoff other than Ohio it's, State. Exactly. So that that's, yeah. this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. because State got blown out. What twenty eighteen? They got blown out by, by Clemson. Clemson. They've been blown out a couple. They were yeah. they were sort of blown out last year against Alabama, kind of. But obviously, they've been more successful because they have a championship. They have. Sure. But, they have. But no, one but of the you're right, Mike. That we had with Spartans it started right away in Atlanta. Was you know at least we kept it to ten to nothing in the first half. But I never really had a feeling in the first half of the Michigan State Alabama game, which was a one four matchup, not a two three matchup, by the way. But that. Uh, that Michigan State was going to carry the day. I mean, there was that long, one long pass at the end of the, the half where Cook didn't quite get it there that would have made it maybe 10-7, to 7, but I never felt that game was a winnable game for the Spartans. And I certainly, you know, to me, watching the Michigan game and the Michigan State game, whereas the first half was better for Michigan State, but the overall score was better for Michigan, both games seemed to me like nice season, time to get dunked. Sure. Here, here's what I would say you about You were at both of them, Sean. I was, and here's what I would say very, very quickly about it. The difference to Take me... Take your time. No, 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 no. The very... The, <laughs> dude. You got some place to go? No, yeah, I do, actually. No, I don't. The restroom, probably, eventually. Okay, if we'll that, edit that out. If, if that's no, okay. We won't. No, we won't. No. Yeah, no, we won't. Look, the difference in the game was uh, at the line of scrimmage, to me. Michigan State, that year, did not have the skill players they'd had the couple of years before. And that's why they, you know, struggle to score a little bit. They also their defensive backs were also not as good. But up front, they had pros on both sides on that offensive line, that defensive line, in a way that uh, in the middle, the, the tackles in the center, right, in a way that Michigan did not. 
But Michigan had the offensive line of the year. Mm-hmm. No, but the Joe the, Mora Royd, wasn't They didn't have Jack Conklin or anybody close to that level, right? I mean, we'll get to the overhyping. And, of our, and I remember like, Nick Saban saying after that game because they, Michigan State had played Alabama a few years before with Kirk Cousins and just got annihilated up front. And I remember saying, Saban saying after that game, yeah, they they competed with us in the trenches. State just didn't have the skill guys that year. Michigan had the skill guys last week, but they were overwhelmed. The speed. At the point of attack on both sides of the ball. There's one play when you knew Michigan was just totally outmatched. And it was the, they put Blake Corum, one of their fastest guys, on a little swing pass in motion on a swing pass. And he loses yards because N'Kobe Dean is just all over him, a yeah. linebacker. So yeah, the, the, then it was like, this, oh, okay, it yeah, was we're com- not good enough yet. No, it was the combination of the speed, especially in the, the, and, and, the and the linebackers in the athleticism and size. Oh, those defensive tackles? Yeah. yeah. And then their offensive, yeah, so that the, they were physically overmatched. I did not think Michigan State was physically overmatched where it mattered, which is why it was 10 nothing. And because you remember, Connor Cook threw a pick in the end zone right for it at half, which would have made it 10-7. Right, which I just said. Thanks for listening. No, you said he threw a long pass, but that's okay. It was a, They were down near the red zone. But anyway. I love splitting hairs. I know. So Over a game you, that's five years to old. To your point, though, Mike. <laughs> oh, yes, thank you. To your point, they were absolutely competitive with Alabama for a while. Who was? Michigan State. Uh, maybe in the first half. Hey, yeah, they were. Felt like sure. it, I never watched that game thinking, wow, they're physically overmatched up front. They weren't. Michigan State had a lot of dudes that year in the trenches. Does that make you feel better? No, no. I'm just, oh. I just want to know from an eyewitness because th- this is something that both schools have been debating furiously and pointlessly, but, uh, but Sean was an eyewitness to both. And, and before we move on, I've been meaning to say this uh, for weeks, so forgive me for, for gapping on this, but congratulations to all the other Michigan colleges. Central Michigan, what a friggin' season. I mean, they go and they smoke Washington State. They go from a 175K payday to a $2.3 million payday. They have a showcase game. They have the nation's leading rusher who has a great game. I mean, terrific, terrific performance by the Chips. Western Michigan makes a bowl. Once again, a program that doesn't get quite its due. Eastern Michigan Makes a bowl. Got killed. Didn't work out so well, but uh, not every green and white team can win their bowl games like Michigan State always does. But uh, that program has really come back and is something that they were on. They were facing uh, extermination, and now they're going to bowls. I mean, this was a great year for most of Michigan's college football programs. Locally, the sports world is so much better when both Michigan and Michigan State are good. And it's funny, like... Going around and just living your life, you see far more people wearing Michigan State or Michigan stuff. I don't see any Lions stuff. I don't see any Red Wing stuff, Pistons. It's just so few and far between, and that's I, pretty I, unique I, to I this got area. On a, I got on a plane yesterday at Seattle's airport with people in Lions gear who'd flown out there for that game. Clearly. Yeah, but I mean, just walking around, though, you don't any think relatives. That- Oh, uh, I mean, you judge, and this is maybe the best way to judge it, but judge by what people read for the free yeah, press. Yeah, metrics and yeah. subscriptions. The Lions still drive it. Really? Yeah. Even last week, when my our editors were, were talking about that, we're trying to figure this out. Maybe you guys can make some sense of this. Even last week, the build up to Michigan, uh, Georgia, and Orange Bowl, first time they've been in the college football playoff, our Lions coverage was outperforming the Michigan coverage. Now, wow. a former free press writer who is uh, shall go nameless, Nick Baumgartner, now works for the <laughs> Athletic, said, "Well, that's a that's a condemnation on your your Michigan coverage." 
He was joking. Yeah, yeah. Which they, is ridiculous. Should be better. Yeah, no, no, it's been really good. The guy we, the, the Michael Cohen, who writes for us, does really, really good work. But shitty we were trying lawyer. To, though. We were trying to figure that Terrible out. Terrible lawyer. We were trying. Yeah, right. We were trying to figure out why the hell the Lions are out outperforming. I lied for President Trump. And it's and Michigan is great. By the way, Michael Cohen, Western Michigan law grad. You know why? Because the Michigan Michigan State fans are wait, not Cooley. I thought he went to Cooley Law. Uh, they're now part of Western Michigan. Oh, they are? Yeah. Okay. They get was, it, was it when he was there? No. I'm splitting hairs again. Lions fans are Michigan and Michigan State fans. Sean just yes. going through. And there's a little bit of optimism. Okay. Weirdly around the Lions. That's the only thing we can uh, figure. Uh, say what? Say that again? I know Mike would uh, perk up with that. Say, there's a weird, well, until Sunday, There's whoa. there's been this weird little. Did you just link Michigan State to the Lions? No, I'm saying people that like Michigan State like the Lions. People that like oh. Michigan like the Lions, but they don't like oh, each oh, other. Oh, okay. Michigan State oh, fans fine. aren't going to read Michigan fine. stuff unless they're hate reading. No, no, I thought you were somehow trying to taint the Spartans by linking them no, to the Lions. No, 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 no. Okay, thank you. I see what you mean. Yeah, there's two teams that would split readership. That would split the readership as opposed to one. Yeah. To one. That, um, staying off the rundown, too, that ML took a lot of time to prepare. What? I had another question regarding the Lions in media and broadcasting, and you didn't see it because you were... This is a terrible year already. You were in, you were in Seattle. I see no distinct um, And ML doesn't, ML doesn't watch the Lions. How about going from Miami to Seattle? It's fun, huh? It's a long flight. Uh, yeah. Should anyway. it. From Coke to coffee. But the Lions have had um, their broadcast... Coca-Cola. The color commentator has been Aqib Tlaib, and he's been incredibly uh, divisive online because people cannot stand his uh, vernacular because he doesn't use proper tenses, proper plurals. And then there's other people that defend him because, hey, that's just um, that's just how he speaks, but look how he breaks the game down. And I just wondered if you had an opinion about it because I find it distracting, to tell you the truth. I haven't heard him much. He's, he's done a handful of Lions games. Um, I think his first one was when they played the Washington uh, football team. And then uh, he's done the last two weeks. Kalina, do you watch the Lions? No. I, I guess the question would be, should a color commentator or a broadcaster speak, you know, the Midwestern proper grammar that they always used to strive to do? No, not necessarily. You speak how you speak. I mean, if, if the, it depends on what the audience wants, I guess. I don't know. It's bad enough, though, where it's become a distraction to where people are tweeting about it like, oh, my gosh. What kind of people? Twitter people, so whatever, take that for what it's worth. But I've had other people tell me, and they've noticed that, that, yeah, wow, this is not, you know, proper grammar. So much to the point, look, I mess up all the time. I slip up in my grammar. You guys like to point it out. I do, too. Mike just fine. Kalina but when it's, repeat, when, when it's done repeatedly I'm, during I'm pretty game, good. I'm pretty good. It becomes a distraction. It helps to think before you speak. But yeah. I just think those, those jobs that are so few and far between, that is that maybe that's not what they want. Is he interesting and fun to listen to? No. Okay, well, no. that, but Gus that... Johnson is who he did the game with. So. Yeah, and I love Gus. I think Gus is great. He's a bit yeah. of an ass kisser, but yeah, he's a good, good Detroit guy. Um, no, I mean kisser. he's one of these guys who always loves the home team. You know, he's kind of a cheerleader type guy. And there's lots of guys. Well, in the to me, he's more of a cheerleader for the sport itself. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. He's... I would agree with that. Yeah. He's, very, he's easily excitable. Yeah. So we, All right, we, I should have just stuck to the run now. No, that's okay. We brought Kalina in to talk uh, uh, John Madden. Very Kalina personally talk about, John about Madden? no, how Betty White's death affected her. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so sad. Like, um, all the, when Betty White died, the first thing I thought of was my grandma because my grandma loves Betty White so much. But Did she's you? such a great lady. Isn't that amazing that she could 
be relevant for that long to so many different generations? Uh, I find it inspiring no. that you can worry about your grandma and realize your grandma's probably 20 years younger than Betty White. What do you mean, oh, yeah. no? Well, I was worried about her because she loves Betty White. I would always go over to her house when I was little and we'd watch the Golden Girls. Oh, wow. I just, I don't know. The Betty White. Well, you don't watch the Lions. It's a little okay. overdone for me. No, because no, they Oh, come on, dude. Yeah, they're very bad. My God. I, I just, I don't, Betty White does nothing for me. She never had, and I respect her career, but I think people loved her because she was a nice old lady, which is fine. No, she had Louis a little Nivens vulgarity in her, you know saucy. what I mean? Yeah. She, Back in the Mary sure. Tyler Moore, she was subversively funny. And still was. But was she funnier know? than Cloris Leachman? Yes. You think so? On yeah, because Cloris Leachman was just annoying, whereas Sue Ann Nivens was sort of, was sort of, uh, the sweetheart, but also just really saccharine. I mean, she was really nasty, and she could be really... Boy, we were killing the whole audience with Mary Tyler Moore references. But, <laughs> Colleen, and, have and, you ever heard and of And Mary I think Tyler we also Moore? lost Gavin, Mc, uh, Darren McGavin recently. No, not Darren McGavin. Gavin McLeod, so God rest yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, who I love. Rest in peace, Captain, Captain Stubing. Stubing. Sorry, Kalina. Um, no, no, no. But no, but Sue Ann Nivens would smile... And you knew that it was it was yes. this this facade that she was really dismissive. She well, and she was very superior and very judgmental and everything. And, and whereas Cloris Leachman was just kind of like very annoying. Cloris Leachman also. Betty, my point is, if Betty White had died, say twenty years, because our under sixty demographic, I don't think there'd be as much um, love for her. Well, yeah, because she continued to, to she have cultural. No, she continued to have cultural moments and shows that showed that subversive quality. She did. There'd be little She's still clips. on hot and she was all over or whatever that show is. No, what I was thinking about when she died was the fact that we that we lost two people, her and John Madden, who was also relevant from for what for 40 years for several different generations. Well, he and different guy, iter iterations, right? I will say nothing bad about John Madden. I mean, there's a guy that reinvented himself three times. Well, that's well, what I'm saying. But, fact, and Betty White did the same. That's yeah, that's my they point. They were lovers. Acted. Maybe oh, so. Gross. That's where the turducken Boom. came from. No, but isn't that's that where something? Came from? Kalina, Kalina knew who Betty White was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who John Madden is? No. Really? Yeah, but her. Not even from the video game. Because I understand you millennials, you basically play video games and uh, and complain about people as old as Betty White. You've heard of Madden, right? The football game. Yeah. That's named after him. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but that's what's interesting. He was a football player. A really good football player. Then he was one of the probably the best NFL coach in the seventies. He was awfully good. He's probably better than Vince Lombardi. Yeah, he was awfully good. Uh, he's probably he's no Belichick, but he had a great winning percentage. And then he goes into broadcasting. Well, did commercials? And too. Belichick yeah. wasn't Belichick in Cleveland. And sets the sure. standard for a color commentary. Absolutely, right? and one of the best. You can kind of. And then the, the game, end. right? And then the, and game, then the game, game comes along. And but I, yeah, I would argue Betty White did similar kind of. That's why, yeah. Betty White did a lot for like she did the gay community and the um, like black community. It just produced a lot of your mind, right? Oh, yeah. And the subversiveness that Mike talked about. She was that. You guys love Betty she White. She had that so smile, but she had she had some claws. How about that, Dan Reeves? No, <laughs> oh, Dan. Dan Reeves picked the worst week to die because no one's talked about. It. It's all about. Well, John plus, Madden and Betty White. You don't like women's Dan soccer. Reeves, you always have that footnote that said Dan Reeves. You Bud don't like Grant. women other than Wait, your wife. No, no, no. What do you, do you like? Kalina? Okay, stop broad brushing me. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've watched women's soccer. I don't find it. I'm not going to follow it. I don't find it entertaining. I would prefer to watch women's tennis over men's tennis. We're going to talk about Joe Rogan later, right? So you, you're channeling Maybe. him. No. Why? Why can't I have an opinion that's different than yours? You can. Okay. Why can't I disagree with? Don't it? broad brush me. 
I'm not broad brushing you. Hate women. Just, maybe, I didn't say you hate women. women. I think they're the best. Maybe Mark From just doesn't like 99 year old women. Like Pence. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, ML? I said maybe Mark just doesn't like 99 year old women. Everybody else, anybody 98 and under. He loves. Or he doesn't like a woman who plays a sport either. So. No, what it is is I've, I haven't heard anybody in the Unless last 20 tennis. years go, oh, that thing Betty White did was so great in the last 20 years. God, she got, she got love she for that a Snickers commercial. Yeah, she did have a Did she do a rap and wasn't she a in a Snickers roast commercial. and stuff? I mean, Yeah, kind of like Madden with the Miller Lite. She was in the Valerie Bertinelli show. Well, I don't know great. what it is because I don't watch these shows. Yeah, but no, it was, which was popular, yeah. I mean, it's pretty gutsy to cast a 90-something-year-old broad on your show and just say, well, we got, what did you write for Betty next week? So I figured I'd write it when we got to rehearsal because, you, you know, you give her a big role and all of a sudden she's dead and you can't get Christopher Plummer to fill in for her. I think he's dead he's now dead too. too. Yeah, he's been dead, hasn't he? She she didn't die recently. I mean, she to me she had a little bit of that the quick uh, that Don Rickles kind of quick insult sort of stuff going sure. on. Right? She just didn't yeah. do it on stage in the same. She way. was more Don Rickles was sort of obvious nasty stuff. The 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 guys who give you the needle where it's sort of like you know it's sort of like the 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 sharp knife you don't feel the cut but when somebody hits you with the rusty blade you feel every stroke. Don Rickles was a rusty blade on uh, that was not even had any iron left in it. Whereas somebody like, uh, like, uh, Betty white was almost like a hypodermic needle where like, okay, you, you don't have to faint. So now. you think Betty, blood. you think Betty white's funnier than Don Rickles? Absolutely. And a better kisser. Sean. Oh, that's a tough one. To, to me, they they had Sean? a similar subversive kind of quality. Sean, answer the question. Uh, I think they're the same. <laughs> what a Sean answer. Sorry. Now, I, I, be, before we get to Antonio Sean, Brown, Don Rickles, you love Don Rickles more, didn't you? I, oh God, yeah, love Don Rickles because you hate women. Um, before we get what? to Antonio Brown, um, <laughs> I want to ask Kalina because there's a lot of people who I think were hate watching the uh, the bowl games. I, I know I had one friend in particular who said, uh, <laughs> he said, I'm okay if Spartans lose. As long as Michigan lose. If I have to have the Spartans lose in order to have Michigan lose, I will make that deal with the devil today. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And I said, well, I, I hope the Spartans win. I'm not willing to give that up. I certainly hope Michigan loses. Kalina is obviously a more sophisticated and genteel person than the rest of us, but what did you do for the bowl games? Where did you watch and what were you hoping? I know you come from a good Spartan family. Uh, so I watched the Wings game because oh. <laughs> <laughs> my brother is a big Wings fan. I love the Wings, too. But we did flip back and forth during commercial break to watch the U of M bowl game, and I did hope they lose. And it was kind of nice to watch them lose. Class act. It was good. I actually have a T-shirt that says Hail No on it that I didn't wear because I didn't want to, you know, uh, invoke the wrath of the gods. Spartan fans are obsessed with Michigan. No, it's just because they have the – yeah. and actually, you know, I've been a big critic of players who sit out, so I was really glad to see Hutchison sit out the game. Yeah, good one. Why have you been a big critic? I, I like the players to play the game. Yeah. But, um, but I'll tell you, that, 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 I, I think Hutchinson actually hurt his draft chances by playing. So you th- Because he no, was he not didn't. a factor against NHL, NFL no, talent. No he, no, he didn't. What are you talking about? Did you not watch the previous uh, two games that he played in or the whole season? I did, playing, playing Big Ten teams that cannot compete with the upper echelon of the SEC. Uh, and when he played Sean, against NFL we, caliber we, we players, educate him about Hutchison the Ohio State tackle that he went against, Petit, uh, Petit Foray, the guy who sat out because he's going to the NFL, he sat out the Rose Bowl. Yeah, he's got talent, but I don't, yeah. Uh, 
Mike, so you wouldn't draft him in the you wouldn't Mike, draft in him? fairness Georgia Georgia was chipping and using using tight ends and doing other things. They threw screens. I think they're throwing a screen right now. This well, why didn't Ajabo get through and crush these guys? Michigan, no, Ajabo, you're right. Ajabo he's nowhere near Hutchinson. No, he's not. But Kirby Smart, Georgia's head coach, built his whole offensive game plan on the idea of getting the ball quickly. Out, slant, screens, all that sort of M- stuff. So M- they had no chance to rush. ML, do you really think Kenneth Walker should have played in the Peach Bowl? Um, and, and on the other side, Kenny Pickens for Pittsburgh? Yes, I do. I do. Do you think Matt Corral should have played for Ole Miss? Absolutely, and so did Matt Corral. Yeah, and then he got hurt. He got a sprained ankle. He'll be all right. I just think they're pointless bowl games. I think the problem is you're putting so much money into this. I know there's so much money in there already, but when you take... You got it. The, I prefer college sports to pro sports across the board with the exception of NHL hockey because there just isn't much collegiate hockey. But when you start to just turn these college sports into pro sports and it's all about money, you already are. I'm going to become a big high school sports they have, fan. They have been for 30 years. It, it, it's, it's, and things like it's the transfer portal are new, and that really and helped I, Michigan I, State this I, year. And I didn't like that, and I don't like the NIL, even though we have an NIL athlete that the show sponsors, and I don't like the coaches should, making that much should money. Should Brian Kelly have uh, been forced to coach Notre Dame? Brian Kelly should have been forced to either fulfill the terms of his contract or to pay an obscene payout. They did, and they did have a payout on his contract. Okay. Then I guess he and fulfilled LSU the paid. terms of his contract. If his contract had a buyout and they paid the buyout, then he fulfilled the terms of his contract. So now, I, w- I think Notre Dame wishes that uh, Brian Kelly had coached that game because Freeman, I, was he in the bathroom for the second half? Did he not know what was going on? I mean, totally. I was listening to that game on the way back from Georgia, and I was like, is anybody on the sidelines for Notre Dame? What's going on here? They were smoking the mullet, and all of a sudden they couldn't do anything. So are you aligned with Kirk Herbstreet who said that um, the kids today just don't love football? No, I don't agree with that. I think that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah, he walked it back pretty quick, too. But I think when you have a kid who's never played a down of college football, who's already a millionaire, and then transfers before he's played a down of college football to another college program, you've just made so, everything about the money so and not about the college. So you're referring to the Ohio State uh, freshman. I can't remember his Ewart, name. I think it is. What is it? Ewart or Ewing or something like that. Yeah, from, from Texas, goes to Ohio State, gets a million dollars from, I think, a uh, some tea company and some other thing, you know, nat- national, not not local to Columbus or anything. Right. And he transfers back. He wanted to go to Texas the whole time, but they have a state law that if you're that high school age or something, you can't make the money on the NIL. So it's really kind of unfair to him that he had to leave to go make money. I don't understand why these kids can't make money. Or transfer. Or transfer. I'd let him transfer only because the coaches walk out on these programs without, but the coaches make without money. a second thought. The coaches make money. So yeah, which I, I think is obscene. I mean, My I, niece went from Western Michigan to Eastern Michigan because she yeah. likes some folks at the theater department there. Yeah. Is she allowed to get money to be an actress right now if she got a cast? Absolutely yeah. she is. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely did she, she is. Did she sign a craft? commitment yeah. to... Uh, did she sign a commitment to Western or Eastern? Are they paying for her college? Are they paying for she her She had books? a little scholarship money at Western, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that happens all the time. The, the, the athletes aren't the only ones that get scholarship money on campuses. Yeah. But, you know, hey, I, and it's not a contract. I have less of a problem with the transfer uh, portal than I do with the NIL, but but this is a tired subject on this show. We've already discussed right, it. It's not on the rundown show. I love that you're here, Kalina, and he's ba- banging on the NIL. I just like to watch it happen. Uh, hey, uh, you know, I just this want you is to fight again. The, the problem with NIL 
is that there aren't enough people like Kalina being sponsored, and there are too many people who haven't played it down or who only went to Ohio State because they have a problem in Texas who make a million dollars. To me, the reasons why you go to college is because you want to be a part of that college, not because it's the most lucrative, not because it's all this other stuff. That's exactly you know. what Herb Street said. That's I, almost I exactly what he, I, I don't know. But you can love football and not chase a dollar. Sure. And I think the majority of kids do. But you go to a certain college to springboard out into the rest of the world, no matter what you're doing, whether you're an athlete or, or not. I mean, yeah, that, I mean that's if, why. If you, if you right? want to be a broadcast journalist and you decide to go to Syracuse, even though you grew up a, uh, uh, an Oberlin College fan, Oberlin. That, that makes sense to me, okay? You know, you're making a, a career decision and all that other stuff. But I would sure also these hope guys. in some regards that you also like Syracuse because you could probably be just as successful going to any of the top 10 or 20 college football programs. If you were the top quarterback in the country or name your position, you could have your choice of a dozen programs where any one of them are going to set you up for an equal level of success. I don't think there are a dozen broadcast journalism programs that can, can prime you for what comes after college as well as like a Syracuse or even here. CMU has a very good broadcast journalism school. And, of course, there's a lot of talented cats who have come out of Michigan State's journalism school for print, broadcast, and, and ransom note. Right the last now. thing I'll say about it is, is I just the bowl games, and I watch them. I mean, in my gamble, I like betting on sports. So I'm probably part of the problem. But I think it's ridiculous when you have the Duke Mayo Bowl, which is a four-hour commercial for mayonnaise where they're eating things with mayonnaise and, you know, the coach gets all the mayo <laughs> dumped funny, on them. I thought it was so funny. It's ju- but it's a three-hour ad. <laughs> and Duke wasn't even in the game. Who gets, yeah. What do you think the who, Peach who Bowl the teams? was? Who, I know. Who were the Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A Bowl. Bowl. Like, every exactly. bowl is sponsored now. Exactly. The Goodyear, the Goodyear. And who makes the money off of it? No idea. Uh, well, yeah, the coaches the co- usually get a bonus. The athletic directors get a bonus. Um, yeah, but the kids get a great experience. More bowl games themselves. The bowl right. committees make six figures for what? For nothing. Yeah, but the kids the get a great the ne- experience. The television networks. Zero. The t- TV networks. Yeah. The kids get a great experience. The cheerleaders, the marching I, I don't, band. I don't disagree with that. But it's a they reward wouldn't, They wouldn't for, be there without the players. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going so to. So they should get something other than, you know, a gift bag. So you like college sports more than pro, except for the, uh, hockey? Yeah, and I really like college hockey. It's just not easy to see. It's not I as much exciting. College. Yeah, well, the other thing with college hockey is uh, is um, when you watch it, there's a lot of passes that you know other guys would have caught, you know what I mean? And there's there's a speed issue and, and stuff like that. But uh, But I just find that, I feel more connected to the college athletes, and I also think the game's more exciting. There's more things likely to happen. I mean, yeah, I think crazy stuff happens. The, the few the few NBA games I've watched in the last couple of years, it's a bunch of giant guys jacking the, up threes. Look, it's not very exciting. Let me just basketball. okay. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but, but I don't watch that much. I'll concede right now. That I may no, be missing a lot of pro basketball. Yeah, I disagree with you on on hoops. But let me just so it's an emotional connection you're making, right? That's I what was, I've always said. Yeah. I I, mean, that's I what don't this cheer is. for the Lions because I have nothing to do with the Lions it's except an, I'm cursed that they're in my city. It's an emotional connection. It's a question of identity because it's not. If you're just 
talking about what these athletes are doing, and you think about it in a vacuum. And I was thinking about this when I was in Seattle. I was watching the Lions get blown out by the Seahawks and immediately. So Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. I just come screwed Michigan from a State out of a game. Big Ten championship. I was at a college game two days earlier, and I'd watched. I've been in a lot of college football this fall. Russell Wilson in the first or second series throws just a, a tidy little 15-yard out pass on the run that hits a guy in stride right before he steps out of bounds. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. right? You, you don't see that at the college. And they're, they're mi- level, rarely. There are millions of little things like that. The skill level and the speed. 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 It's mm-hmm. just it's a huge, huge difference. So I understand what you're saying, but for me, I zero in on that. Wow, a human being just did that. Yeah. And that's not why you watch college sports. You're like, oh, they represent me, or I think of myself and stretch them in some way. I would rather have a bad Michigan State team that I can be proud of than a bunch of gangsters who beat the shit out of everybody because they reflect... Gangsters? What? what? another overgeneralization. Forget forget gangsters, woke mofolk. I mean, but what do you mean by gangsters? But by the way, I mean guys who rape women and who cause fights in dorms, who act like they're part of a gang. And where are they coming from? They're coming from colleges. Nah, nah, nah! Don't start that bullshit because we got white guys who do shitty stuff too. No, no, I'm saying that these players are coming from the college ranks. It happens at the college ranks too, a little bit. Is what I'm saying. No, I'm talking about college kids who who go around campus acting like jerks. I'm talking about guys who disrespect women, who beat people up, who drive drunk, who act like assholes. I, those people, that's, a, me, different that's story. a gangster type yeah, of that, thing. That, yeah, that's a different story. But I would All say, right. it, the, my last quick point, the NFL, the, the margin. The, last one was, the other point was quick? <laughs> the margin for, I'm sorry. First quick I'm point? sorry you haven't dominated this week. The uh, <laughs> I just listened to something about Russell Wilson in Seattle. I mean, I, the skill. I knew what you were saying. Exactly. Mark did. But I knew what I'm saying. You dominated that conversation. Well, you're more. talking about more exciting. The NFL's games are decided by a touchdown most of them every week. It's a lot harder to win. It comes down to a few plays. What's in, What's exciting to me is something I'm invested in. Let me oh, ask I you understand. this, ML. Would you rather watch, say, uh, the Rams play the, the Arizona Cardinals or UCLA play Arizona State? Good question. I, I wouldn't watch either game. But if you oh, had so to you make a like choice. Huh? But if you had to make a choice. Well, what's my choice again? Getting punched in the mouth or getting choked to death? I mean, but then again, you didn't make a choice between Betty White. And, yeah, but that's uh, my M.O. <laughs> no, he wanted both Betty White and John Madden. That's excuse. It would yeah, be the creepiest I mean, three-way in Washtenaw County history. That's who I am. Sean, John, and Betty. And depends. So what was the choice again? I got to watch uh, the shitty Just a random NFL game shitty. versus a random college game. I would watch a random college game. I watched bowl games. Mm-hmm. I don't watch pro games. I'd watch them both. But... Well, there you go. I'm glad we asked you. Which leads us back to the rundown because you have Antonio Brown on there who quit in the middle of the game, which was utterly hilarious. I, I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. Do we need to set that up just a tiny bit or no? Well, go ahead. No, you do it. Uh, how do you want me to set it up? Antonio Brown, the wide receiver yeah. for the Buccaneers, and uh, has been, I mean, everybody knows who AB is. The guy is kind of a train wreck. Always has been kind of a train wreck. But what I find interesting now that... They were playing the Jets. Incredibly talented Central Michigan grad who played for the Steelers and was coaxed out of retirement by the Buccaneers, right, and, Tom, and Brady. And Tom Brady? And Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. And they're in a game Sunday, and the Tampa coach, Bruce Arians, asked Antonio Brown to go back in. And he wouldn't go. And he wouldn't go. Twice. And so he said, then just get out of here. 
And then Mike Evans, I think one of the receivers, a couple of the teammates tried to calm him down, and he couldn't. And then he, what? He stripped. He took, took his shoulders off. Good took his pads off, ripped his shirt off, and then ran through the end zone in the middle of the game. Which is bizarre, and that's why I kind of found it funny, because I like things that are weird and different. But there's been this... I didn't think it was funny. You didn't think it was funny? No, it okay. was... No, it, why not? Because it looked like he was having a breakdown. He's walked away from millions of dollars in that moment and just... I mean, it was unprecedented. Well, he's you done. Got, y'all ever seen he's anything un- like that? In yeah, NFL Dennis Rodman. It's, it's not unprecedented that he's walked away from millions. I mean, he... No, no, no. That's that part true, but just... Yeah, Ricky Williams walked In the away. middle of a game, sort of walk out of the NFL life like that. Well, Dennis Rodman. Jimmy Pearsall running backwards around the bases is the only real parallel I sure. can think of. And that's from like 1950. Yeah. No, it was... And, and Brady's response afterward... It, was to trying to talk about some empathy. And that's and that I the thought guys he was open in the end zone. The guys have yeah a breakdown. <laughs> that's kind of where I was going with it because I find it really intriguing now that we're all of a sudden very concerned about his mental health when he has done these things for a long, long, long time and people have tried to help him and he doesn't want any help. So at what point do you keep trying to help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves? That's a good question. The difference is this happened on uh, on camera. The other things he's he's done. Have been reported. Uh, it's no, like what he, happened with Ray Rice. You know, when you read a story about domestic violence, and people suffer the consequences sometimes. But all, but if there's video, but this guy. Mem- is, remember the video with. I mean, remember yes, the dip. Yes. And it sucks well, but, that it takes that. But A B has assaulted women. He has. He, uh, you know, he lied about. He and there's no excuse. False vaccination I, I, car. I mean, there's a whole litany. He should have been gone a long time ago. Threw that chair off right? of a condo. I mean, he's he should have gotten help a long time ago. And I feel like people keep. The NFL. Just, just people in general just keep saying, well, he's he's mentally ill, he needs help, but he's not doing anything to help himself. I agree. Well, I, I, I'm going to fast forward. So I'm just going to laugh at it. On the A.B. story, A.B. is going to be, uh, and now I'm drawing a blank in my man, uh, Free Press has done some great stories on him. Other people have too. The hockey player, Joe Murphy. Oh, yeah. That someday we're going to read about A.B. living uh, in the bushes somewhere. Because there was a receiver, f- burn right but you know what's a receiver funny? for the Lions who had uh, Titus Young, Titus Young yes. Jr. Mental yep. illness, but he went and got help. I think mean, he was forced to. But, exactly, he had a couple. But a lot lines. of folks that have mental illness are eventually forced to. That's part of the mental illness, right? But AB has never been held accountable for any of his actions. Well, that's the thing. Once he has Ever. no value to anybody, Ever. AB doesn't matter. I mean, all these people who are oh, we got to get arms, or we got to do this, we got. The minute he slows down a little bit, or or he can't he can't pull a ball out of the air, it's gonna be like, yeah, Antonio's crazy. You're as right, hell. and and nobody nobody cared about his other transgressions. No, we're hypocritical that way for sure. Sure, because nobody cared about his transgressions until it happened during a game, and now it was like, oh, this is horrible. It's well, that's like, what I'm saying. Guy that it's because it was there the back for of some of a masseuse. Everybody could see it. Yeah, that's what made it. What do you think, Kalina? Well. A lot of people don't follow sports outside of sports. So I understand why a lot of people didn't care much before now because they just want to see their players play and that's yeah, it. You're right. But since it's happening, I I feel like coaches should have stepped in a long time ago. He's got a lot of he has a huge support system. Why haven't they forced him to go to I think to like therapy tried. now? I think they've tried. I mean the le- the legal um he hasn't been held accountable for any of his legal problems either. Doesn't pay bills. They're suspended a couple times, right? That's about. Yeah, suspended over the vaccination card. It's just every excuse has been made for him because he's a really good football player. Right. At other workplaces they tell you yeah. you can't come to work until you go to employee assistance and they've given us a clean bill of health. In the NFL, they're like, well, every week you don't perform, we lose games, and that hurts our chances. So, so you coddle somebody like that. You, you do what you need to do 
to keep them going because it's all for very selfish purposes and it's all for, you know, I mean, that's why I think when Antonio Brown, when his career is over and his money runs out, he's going to be sleeping in the bushes just like Joe Murphy well, somewhere up in. That's, uh, that's what, where he started. I mean, remember he used to sleep in his car when he was 16, 17. He was broke as hell when he was at Central. What do you think of the difference, the the idea of what you being coddled and some and a coach or an organization says, well, we're going to give you another chance? Because Mark D'Antonio did that a few times at Michigan State. Well, he did it with Glenn Winston. That was a mistake. But um, did you think it was just because he wanted the talent, or did he yeah, truly, absolutely, he truly believed as sort of because well, a lot of coaches see themselves as fatherly guys, right? I don't want to be a hundred percent, and you don't want to kick your kid I, I to the you, curb. I bet you ninety percent of it is because of the talent. Yeah, Mark D'Antonio. I'm sure, he cares to him. I believe, extent. and I haven't talked to him about it. Um, gave Glenn Winston a second chance because he knew his team didn't have somebody who could perform to that ability in that position, and I think he learned from that. Now, having said that, uh, just before the pandemic, I spoke to a very high-ranking former member of the Michigan State Athletic Department. Mm -hmm who said that, well, yeah, I'm trying to get as close Spread to my out. source without giving the name, but that uh, that they thought the beginning of the fall for Mark D'Antonio was when Michigan State won the Rose Bowl because they knew that now D'Antonio was thinking, we're that close to getting over the top. We got to get over the top. The only way to get over the top is to get some of these folks who might not match the character of the players we have, but have the five-star credentials. And they brought some of those guys in. And as you recall, there were some very troubling incidents. It tore the team apart. They ended up losing most of those guys in that recruiting class. And instead of pushing Michigan State over the top, it set the program back. But it was the team decision, the team leadership decision that we're almost there. Now we've got to get those guys who can get us over the top regardless of some of the warning signs that we've all seen that might have made us believe earlier that, you know, not not quite right for us. Yeah, it, it wasn't just that, though, and I don't want to – there was some political issues, too. I don't know if you remember this, right? That that locker room was fractured in those years, like 2015 to 2016. During the presidential election, the point what, well, to the point that my man, the, they were the told not to talk about – Trump and politics in that locker room because it got so heated and that team was so divided, right? When you had the linebacker, who the white linebacker yes. whose girlfriend dated the black uh, lineman, yeah, and yeah. then he posted some racial stuff. Now, he ended up getting a second chance and coming back to the team, but that destroyed that guy's career, and I thought he had a very promising career, and, uh, and it really tore team cohesion apart. But I, I think that that all kind of came together, but all of which is to say... When you think you can finally get there and there's something that you should do that will get you there that maybe you're not comfortable with, people will tend to make that decision of, okay, I'm going to do the things I'm not comfortable with because I want to get there. And Antonio Brown, but, but to what, me, is what the is very is... embodiment of that. Nobody sure. talked him into coming back to the Buccaneers because they thought what this brother really needs is a little bit of money, a little bit of counseling, and this is the this is the organization that can get his life on track. They just said, A.B.'s available? Sure. We need somebody for Brody, Brady to throw to. Get A.B. Yeah. I'm sure they did a you know very general risk assessment. Like, okay, Tom can fix him. Tom Brady can fix them, so bring them on board. Hey, got Randy Moss straightened out, you know, and sure. you name it. But, but yeah, um, no. But you—that's really interesting, though. So that the whole that whole D'Antonio thing. You, you really think? Can you not? Uh, you can't win doing things the right way. 
Do you think? I didn't, but um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, what, what's what's the is Nick Saban doing it the right way? I don't know enough about the kids in his program. Well, I don't know enough about. They're not causing trouble. Dabo. It's done they're not getting you know, into. I shouldn't yeah. say cause trouble. They're well, not getting so, into trouble. So let me let me get a little deeper on that. Um, the New York Times did a fantastic series on Gainesville, Florida police, and yeah. those guys were getting into trouble. Only yeah. they weren't because no one was reporting it. Uh, a guy who uh, that's, great reporter that's Ken that used Armstrong, to happen in the seventies in, in Ann Arbor with Schembechler yes. in Ann Arbor. Well, and, and some of Ever. it happened in 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 Charlotte, where or not Charlotte, in, not Raleigh, uh, Chapel Hill, where kids were taking classes that didn't exist. Yeah. Michigan had a problem with kids taking classes that didn't exist more recently than the seventies, and and the Washington uh, Huskies football team, a guy named Ken Armstrong, and I think his colleague was Nick Austin. Uh, Jim Schaefer and I got to know him a little bit through some journalism stuff they did a whole series on how washington huskies under i think Newheisel were basically oh. ignoring rapes committed by these players that they knew about yeah, baylor and, and they weren't getting in trouble yeah, so, ba- so baylor yeah so Art all of which is not yeah. to say that people in tuscaloosa are doing horrible things it's just to say i don't know enough about what's going no, on no, around that the, program that, to say because you can't always rely on the public record because in some of these college towns the, the local the cops. ohio state quarterback Getting pulled over and saying, uh, I'm a phony name. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really J.T. Barrett, but I got to play on Sunday. Can you let me go? This happens all over the country, and it, it's, I just think it's hard to judge. Mm. But I, I, do know, I do know that whenever, whenever the Spartans have allowed some people on their team that have questionable character, the ends not only have not justified the means, but they haven't gotten the ends they thought they were getting when they made that deal with the devil. What do you think, Kalina? Well, I think Mel Tucker is doing a very good job of keeping his boys in check. He doesn't let anything slide. If there's something they're doing wrong, he makes sure they're suspended or they have something to do with it. And our new athletic director is also very good at making sure everyone is in check, coaches, students. And I think our program has gotten better because there's definitely been issues in the past with student athletes. But I don't know. I try to keep myself out of that as much as possible. It is a uh, it is a type of you know let, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the people who make this show possible because I we probably have waited too long to take care of the people that take care of us. First of all, I want to say in 2020, if you have not tried the new Altus beer, Sportsman, it's now available at independent grocers throughout Metro Detroit. Go to your corner store. Go to your independent. Uh, Liquor package store, we call them in <laughs> out east. And, uh, you go to and, wherever you get beer. Yeah, wherever you, well, no, 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 they're not at Meyer. You can only oh, get geez. Altus at Meyer. Uh, you can also get Altus at your independent grocery. But, you know, uh, what is if you Altus haven't tried Sportsman? Altus what is Sportsman. It? Why have you even brought us any? It's a new, fl- we're going to be bringing some in oh, okay. the new year. So stand by. How is it different? Sportsman. Well, I think we should probably uh, have that experience on the air and, and, and share that with people. But only at Meyer? No, no. <laughs> Altus <laughs> is only at Meyer. Sportsman is available at independent grocers throughout Metro. No, no, Altus is only available, kind of like Count Chocula. You can only find it at Meyer. What? I don't know. What are you talking about, really? Just being silly. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were getting. Is there a website I could go to to find out what stores it's in? Uh, Altus.beer probably has a Thank locator you. on there. Thank I'm you. Sorry. I know where you can go. Or Kalina could give you a little chip. By the way, the, the uh, stock market is doing great today. That's not always the case. And if you're looking for somebody who can help you navigate these treacherous waters, may Ooh. I suggest our friend Luke Nowacki? Oh, is that a cue for me to read? 
You mean Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748? No, I just want to mention Luke. That was not a cue. Oh. But since you've, since you've just started talking well, about Luke, just go ahead. He wants to help you get a strategy. He wants you to be a long-term investor. Kalina, do you invest? I do not. You do not? Well, you got to call Luke at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. It's never too early to start. Get some uh, stocks, maybe some bonds if you're a little older, 401k. You know, what are you doing with that? Are you allocating it? So many things to know. Luke knows it all. Get advice. Get a strategy. Once again, that's our buddy, Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Because Luke will make it all about you, Kalina. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Yes, you're waving at me. Yeah, well, because uh, I didn't I know if we... I missed the cue. I don't know if we wanted to... Yeah, I, I, it, the verbal cues were better than the, <laughs> than the visual. I know. I'm um, sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't looking. Uh, My fault. Did, did we want to talk about Joe Rogan? Yeah, we, we, I, we can talk about it because I was interested in your opinion but, about it. Be, I don't know. Be, do you have time, Sean? Do you have yeah, to be somewhere? I do. No. Be, before we get Kalina, into Joe, since we're talking no. about athletes and NIL, so I've known Kalina many years. She's very talented young journalist. Now she's an up-and-coming... Uh, podcaster and uh, a uh, rising sophomore, or how do they do that? Is it, when you're in your second, are you rising then? Is that- I don't know. I think, I think rising is like the summer in between. So okay. next year I'll be a rise. This summer I'll be a rising junior. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, hot shot Michigan State Spartan, all around good human being. Kalina is our first name, image, and likeness sponsored athlete, but. Um, but that was when she was on the rowing team. Kalina, when she returns to campus, will strictly be an aspiring journalist? What, what communications yeah. person? You're journalist. No longer an athlete? I am not. So I got hurt uh, over the summer. I have a thing called, well, you don't have to get I have like uh, hypermobility, so my joints are really flimsy. And I ended up spraining my ankle, and it just went all the way up to my hips. And I just wasn't recovering. Coaches thought it was best that I step away. They said I have an open invitation to come try out again. If that's in my near future, I'm not sure. But we're just trying to recover and be as much of a student as I can. Are you bummed? Uh, Yeah. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, it's been my dream to be a college athlete. Yeah, well, you did that. And, yeah, I did it. And you had a lot of choices. Volleyball, rowing. I also got a scholarship for rugby at some random school. I don't yeah, know. Go Roman wrestling. <laughs> random, a, a random a school. school. Yeah, there are so many Is it, random. Uh, Bishop Sycamore. I don't know. Like when you go through the recruiting process, because a lot of like high school athletes they get recruiters pages, and it's basically a website you just put your stats on. I got emails from the most random schools all over the country. Oh, that's a great way to game the system. Yeah, it's great. We did like little meetings about it in high school about how to get recruited, but. Really? Michigan State was the best choice for me, whether it was actual sports or college. Because sure. the other college I was looking into was um, University of Wisconsin-Madison. Yeah. And their journalism school is just not the same as Michigan State's. Not even close. <laughs> Damn bitch. Great place, though. Yeah, I love Madison. You were looking at them for volleyball, right? No, rowing. Oh, for rowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and those lakes on that little, off the little isthmus there. I love their <laughs> campus. If I was going for strictly rowing and... I didn't know what I was going to major in. It would have been Wisconsin. But I like Michigan State's journalism school. It's closer to home. 
But I, I like that Sean was part of the board of tourism there for a second. A little <laughs> lit- isthmus. Well, Madison is a, is a pretty great place. It's beautiful. Place. I love Madison. It's yeah, great. But I don't know. It's sad. I <laughs> definitely miss being a part of a team. But I've That's also had a chance you, yeah. to get a job at the radio station. I have had a chance to actually do things with my sorority. I got. I didn't even apply, but I got appointed a director position for my sorority. You've been getting hey. air tagged. That's not as cool. Check out our our second last episode. It's nice that I actually have a chance to be a college student, too. So I had the experience of being an athlete, and now I get the experience of being an actual college student. Because that's the hard part when being an athlete. You don't get those experiences. So let me ask you, because our big debate here is as an athlete, and and one of the reasons why why we chose you is both because of your skill as as an aspiring and -and up-and-coming communicator and journalist – but also because we know you, and because, to me personally, I don't really feel like uh, the, uh, the 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 big time programs like basketball and football that they really need any more support because those guys have so much support. But as somebody on the rowing team who doesn't get as much attention, I presume as many resources, that it would be fun to sponsor somebody on a team like that. How do you feel about this whole? situation where when you look at how many student athletes there are there really are classes of athletes i mean i'm imagining that you don't have a personal trainer that you don't have tutors that you don't have a special cafeteria you can go to that they're not lavishing you with trips and clothing and you name it so we do have our tutors we do have our trainers but it's all based on like team size so we're technically the equivalent to football, but we don't have the three facilities. We don't have the – they have pretty much their own staff completely. The rest of the sports all share it through Jenison where they have everything in Duffy and they've got their own practice indoor field. They've got their practice outdoor field. They've got their giant weight room where we shared a weight room with pretty much every other sport. You guys got some TheraBands, yeah. Yeah, and it's just – I wouldn't say that it's – I mean, they bring in the money. If we don't have football, we don't have rowing. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I can see why they get more attention, but it's also not fair when we're putting in the same amount of work, if not more, and they're getting a special, they have their whole day planned out for them from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Wake up, go to case, go get food, go to your first practice. All right, then go watch a meeting, then go to your classes from this period to this period go to lunch, come back to practice. They have everything done for them where it's like, here you go, figure it out. And so, I mean, I don't think it's fair, but I also don't think it's not fair. Well, I think one of the things that, that, that I've always argued on this show is that all of those things that are at the disposal of and maybe at the direction of these major programs is considerable compensation to go to school. That those are perks, those are benefits, those are things that are uh, are tangible, that are fungible, all that other stuff. Um, as someone in a program that doesn't bring in the money and doesn't have the numbers to to support that kind of support uh, system, um, do you think that those varsity athletes who have all those things that that that's enough? That, that they should be getting more money and be getting endorsement deals and doing all these other things? Well, I just found out recently that the football players, like we all have per diem cards, which is just a debit card. They get money on that for food. We never got that. 
And the more that I learn about what the football team gets, the more I'm like, okay, this is just bullshit. They get a cost of attendance, right? Yeah. Yeah, the COA. They Mm -hmm. just get pretty much everything. Like, their housing's all paid for. If they're an out-of-state student, they don't have to pay for anything. Where we have girls from out of the country who are trying to buy a car, so they have a car here. I'm a Rowena. I remember her. She was the captain. No, that was bad. Sorry, Sean slid that to me. He wrote it. He texted it to me. (laughs) It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, these girls are like going to be stuck here for, especially some of the girls from Australia. Visas are weird from Australia. Sometimes you can't go back for like years. Yeah, well, especially with COVID now. Yeah. So one of the girls on our team hadn't gone back since, like when she went back for Christmas was the first time she's been back since she came last year. So she's, the poor thing's just been stuck in America. And it's like, okay, well, they didn't pay for her food. They didn't pay for her housing. Like, she had her school paid for. But if you're an international student, it's not worth it to come here if your school's not paid for. And if you can't keep your spot on the team or if you have an injury that mm-hmm. costs your spot, now she's stuck in Michigan. Yeah, exactly. And she's got to find out how to pay for school. And, I mean, I'm lucky enough to know that I can pay for my school. It's going to be fine. But the fact that I'm not on the team, I don't have my book scholarship anymore. I don't have my school scholarship anymore. I got to figure out how to pay for college when I came on thinking that I was going to be on the team for four years and my scholarship would be increasing each year. And you you can probably still drop in the butchery and get some quality meats, <laughs> eats, meats and treats from, from Chef Dave and Probably. Julie. They have some really so, good burgers. So do you think that the uh, – do you think that the privileges that are afforded or the, the – uh, benefits that are afforded to the the big time athletes is that enough is that fair compensation i mean yes but they are giving up their whole lives like i said when you're an athlete you don't get the college experience you don't get to just go out to a random bar every weekend and go crazy because you have a game and you have things to do like you're responsible for your life and those are all choices people make they know that going into it yeah and like i said I think it's we do get the compensation we need, but we also lose a big chunk of our college experience. So that's the next thing I want to ask you. You had uh, a lot of demands on your time as a varsity athlete, and you got your letter, so that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did fulfill that dream of being a college athlete, just maybe not for the full uh, tenure of your college career. But now looking at it as the commitment you needed to make to be successful in your sport at the level you competed at, and now where you are, as a college, because I, you know, and this is a terrible analogy, but I know everybody who worked on the on the uh, college newspaper, and I'm sure people who worked at the college radio station, or were in the theater program, or who were in the uh, the production company for plays or shows, or were in the Panhellenic Council, you put so much time into that, you really shut yourself off uh, to other student experiences. Having been in that situation where you were focused as an athlete, and so many things were were prescribed for you and now being in a position where I got to pay for some more shit, but I can pretty much do whatever I want as long as I don't flunk out. What, what, you know, I, do you think that's a good thing that's happened? Is it just a different thing? Or if you knowing what you know from both sides had to pick one lifestyle or the other, what do you think you'd pick? I don't know if I could pick. I'm kind of glad the decision was made for me. I will say I'm happier now because 20 hours of my week isn't just, okay, you need to go as hard as you can and be as fit as you can and try to prove yourself. It's a lot of pressure 
to try to prove yourself to your coach day in and day out. Because some, day, some days you're going to wake up and you're going to be tired and you're not going to want to go. But you can't. And that's you have life. to go. But it's like. What do you say to us old people that go, but that's life. It's, have you ever rode? No, but I mean, there's jobs. Sometimes you don't want to go to your. There's a lot of physically demanding jobs. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But not it's in the water like, at five in the morning. Yeah. I was just, you're not waking up at 4 a.m. trying to like scarf down sure. anything you no, have in your kitchen. I, believe me, I understand that. And like aspect of no, it. No, it really doesn't. You're pushing your body to its end point, especially with I've students that. that are hurt. Like we we've had times where our, like trainers will just tell us you just need to go back to practice. You have no choice. If you don't go back to practice, you will never play. That's when you take your pads off and run off the field AB style. That's what I mean. And so <laughs> That's just kind of how I felt. I got to the point. It's not going to work out for him either. Where my body was giving up on me. And I was. That's not worth it. Yeah. And so I feel I'm not going home and crying over rowing. I'm not calling my mom and saying, hey, I don't think I'm going to make it through this season. It's I didn't make it through the season. And that's okay. I've got friends to support me. I've made more friends now that I'm not on the same team with the same 30 girls every sure. single day. Yeah, your I social actually, circle is probably expanding. Yeah, and the girls that are on the team are still my friends. Yeah. So I'm not, like, losing everything. Missing out on all that NIL money from ML. Oh, oh wow. And and don't forget the butchery. And, of course, our listeners have been That's very right. generous in supporting uh, Clean as well. Yeah, and I've it's been great. It's been feeding me. <laughs> so <laughs> You going to keep coming back here? Or is it going to be too hard when classes are back in person? Um, I have to look at my Tuesday schedule, but I might actually be able to come back. Wait, more. aren't you guys virtual for a while now because of COVID? We are three yeah. weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, were you surprised by that? No, no. Well, she called me this morning and said, "You know, this is deal. I, I gotta get up by eleven, eat whatever I can find in my kitchen, get over to Ferndale." I said, eleven. This is nothing. It used to be five. Yeah, no. Hopefully she'll come. <laughs> Ho- hopefully it'll keep coming. I know. I will say, since I've stopped rowing, I have been actually sleeping. So that's nice. And I have gotten in a bad habit of sleeping in, like, really bad. The other day, yeah. I slept till like, 1 o'clock. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds so good. Awesome. I wish I could do <laughs> God. that. God. I not tell you the last time I slept even, in that Even late. if I ever have a day to do that, once in a blue moon, yeah. I can't do it. Why? Because you're an old man now? You yeah. Have to you get up wake, and use the bathroom exactly. at 4 a.m.? Exactly. Wake up at 7 a.m. and See, I can't do it because I have kids that will come in and jump on my head. Yeah, God. Well, I'm glad uh, this genuine, heartfelt, pure <laughs> young person's experience was just uh, somehow linked to Sean having to pee. <laughs> everything always, everything comes back to Sean. So, well, can speaking of which, can we get to the read and the the music oh, so yeah. I can? Sorry. Um, yes. Do, do we do we want to do want to talk about a couple of these? Other uh, we can save it because we're already running pretty late. All right. If, how about you know who can save though? If who? you take your shoulder pads off, you'll need these people. David Hall. Yeah. Because you won't be earning money, and you'll have to invest what you had. That's a stretch. <laughs> that was a bad segue. Wow. Uh, okay. a terrible segue. I know. I wish we had another sponsor to throw into the bus, but it's just old David Hall. Who's, uh, well, it is the new year, and uh, mortgage rates, they're going to go up this year. We already know the Fed said that. They're going to increase soon, so you got to act now. This is your pretty much your last chance to refinance and lock in a low rate. You need to call Hall Financial right now. Get started with a free five-minute mortgage review in as little as... Five minutes, Hall Financial will look at your financial situation and help you lower your monthly mortgage payment. Their number one priority is client service. They have over 4,000 five-star reviews. You know what that means? That's a lot. 20,000 stars. Oh. Why would you go anywhere else? I've given them 10 stars. Not only is Hall Financial going to treat you like family, but they can also close your loan in eight business days or less. They're the fastest in the industry. Get started today. Call 866-CALL-HALL. That's 866 866- 
Call Hall or chat with them online, callhallfirst.com. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Is him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? Well, we're, we're turning into cool guys because we have clean on the show, so I hope you'll keep coming back. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and and uh, I know that uh, you put a lot into rowing, and I know you'll put a lot into whatever's coming next, so it's kind of cool you've had both yeah. experiences. I had the choice of being a starting quarterback for Michigan State when I enrolled, but um, okay. I decided to do the student newspaper instead. What year was that? <clears throat> it was, what? It was in 1990. Who was the quarterback then? Just Dave, out of curiosity. Dave Urema. Oh, you probably could have beat him out. What year? What year did you start at State? 1985. Yeah, I was thinking it was one year. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> actually, Dave Urema, local product, brother Rice oh, guy. Oh, here we go. Played quarterback for the Spartans. Um, here comes the information dump. Is he not like Tim Hortons either? No, no, but so, yes. <laughs> there you go. Good, so job. Good if, job, Sean. Back if, on track. If you know me, like, and really know me. Well, nobody really does. You're a no. Well, who can know anybody? But you know that I really love Canada, and I'm a big fan of Canada. The only two fast food places I really stop are Tim Hortons and Culver's. But I have to break with Tim. I can't. Why? I can't support Tim anymore because of Tim Beebs. Tepid coffee? Why? What's no, wrong, no. With, what's wrong no, no. with Tim Beebs? We do not need... More Justin Bieber. We do not need says you Justin Bieber themed donuts. And here's what we really don't need: beanies, totes, and fanny packs themed with Justin Bieber donut holes, selling for twenty nine ninety nine each. Although they don't buy them. If you get all three, you there can you get, go, Mark. Get one free. It's capitalism. Simple solution. I don't like drug dealers, even though I choose not to. Oh, like I see, I see. So we're I now don't like Tim donut holes to drug because dealers. <laughs> it's junk. It's both junk. Some's junk to put in your arm. Some's junk. We to love put junk. In your okay, well, I guess I'm the only one who doesn't really care for Justin Bieber. But on behalf <laughs> of myself, hey, it's not going to make me go to Tim Hortons and not the unofficial not- Justin Bieber fan club members, Sean Windsor and Mark Fellhauer. Tim Hortons, I say this with a heavy heart. You're my geek of the week. never going to get their advertising now. It's okay. The Canadian dollar is very weak. <laughs> See you again. There's an all-night party in room 7609. And you can dance together all night if you've got the time. I'm sure by now you know we have one of the greatest, most devoted, most engaged, most interactive followings in all of podcasting. And we're grateful to all six of you who keep us involved and informed and uh, up to date and keep us honest. Does that include the people in this room? So you're just saying two people? It's my parents. There's, it, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And of course, all of our friends in, in Thank the you, Ukraine. Thank you, parents. Uh, Gilgamesh, uh, to those of you in. Uh, Gilgamesh. I, I, don't, I don't even know what that means. Uh, anyway, uh, listener John was the one who broke the sad news that Steve Bronsky, Glaswegian musician and founder of Bronsky Beat, died in December. So we honor this pioneering performer and activist with the much underappreciated junk. And if you listen really closely, 
you'll hear a pitch for a product in there. And I'm wondering if you know what it is they sampled and what they were trying to sell.
not a typical ML uh, room 7609. Really? I love Bronski Beat, and we've played the Communards before, which was the spinoff group started by Jimmy Somerville, who was the uh, lead singer for Bronski Beat. What very, do I mean by that? You like very deep lyrics. These, uh, oh, these are really deep. Well, they're a little, I mean, not, oh. much, not many of them, though. No, no, listen to this. Eat what you're good, eat what you're given. He can't take the street no more. Street too full of junk. Thinks he'll hide in his room. Room too full of junk. He turns on his TV. TV full, full of junk. Processed zombies pushing junk. Junk food, junk clothes, dressed in junk from head to toe. Eat what you're given. Eat what you get. This is an incredible commentary on on marketing and on branding and on how and I would say in the 80s but really in any era I can think of things are shoved on us we are supposed to consume things we're meant to feel in fear if we're not wearing the right kind of jeans way back when if you're not smoking the right cigarette all that stuff Did I you imagine wear Jordash? Uh, I <laughs> did not just no uh, you know what but okay man so, he was rolling there and then you just jumped in no, front no, of that so so it. when I was a young man at Michigan State, Jerbo was the big gene. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was huge. Everybody wanted to wear Jerbo's, and I couldn't because I had really skinny legs, so I couldn't wear them. They looked like MC Hammer pants on me. Um, and uh, Jordash was more in the late 70s. I think Jordash was more for the ladies. No, got, well. Yeah. Do you have some Sassans <laughs> in your closet? No. I'd Does be... anything come between you and your Calvins? You were listening. <laughs> I you hope were, so. You were clearly living. It's not fishnet. A, you were clearly living in a progressive, uh, you know, non judgmental place, weren't you? Well, the other thing is, until I got to college, all I could afford was gap jeans. I couldn't even afford Levi's. And Levi, remember how big 501 button? I do. Yes. That was you huge. couldn't find them. The Russians all wanted them, right? They were the ones taking them. That and Kent cigarettes. When they opened up, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, but no, what this is saying is, and, and the thing about Steve Bronsky and Bronsky Beat, all gay guys, all from Glasgow, a very working class city in Scotland, they were rebelling against the norm. They were rebelling against the status quo. They were very outspoken uh, about gay rights, which at that time was very dangerous. You could get your ass kicked. You could get arrested um, for being with someone. And the name of the album, Age of Consent, referred to the age of consent for men to be in a relationship versus men and women to be in a relationship. And at one time in the UK, men and women, men 21, women 16, that was a legal relationship, but men could not be in a relationship unless they were both 21. So a lot of what Bronsky Beat did around some really great beats was try and, and push the envelope, try and bring about some evolution if not a revolution, in the way people thought about relationships. In their videos, there was a lot about uh, young men having longing for other young men than getting the crap beat out of them from by other young men who didn't like young men liking young men. But the lyrics are very deep, and, and I've always liked this song, and I was looking for something from Bronsky Beat that we haven't played before, something that people wouldn't know. I think most people know Hit That Perfect Beat Boy, maybe they know Small Town Boy, uh, there was a Donna Summer medley, of course, um, that uh, the Bronski beat did. But I, I went back and I found junk, which which I've always liked, and 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 just thought, okay, it's it's kind of light. But then when I went back and read the lyrics, I thought, oh my God, this is really deep. It's really saying you are trying to make us look 
act and feel a certain way, no matter where we go, even in our own bedrooms, we can't escape marketing and advertising, but it's all junk. And, uh, and I think it's great. And so now did anybody know what that commercial was from in the middle of uh -uh. it? It was dog food. Oh, really? Do you remember that old dog food commercial? Oh, it's got crunchy and even bits of egg. Well, that's why I got, that's why I got the bits of egg was. Right, because it's but about I thinking dog food. It's so much like human food. Your dog will love it because it's got bits of egg, and I think that's commentary within the commentary where they're saying, you know, when we're talking about the junk that's being foisted upon us that we should resist, this commercial is the epitome of it. They're basically trying to tell you your dog cares whether it has eggs and it's dog food. Well, dogs will eat their own shit, <laughs> so it's junk. So, uh, so I'm sorry that Steve Bronsky passed. He was only 71. He died of smoke inhalation uh, after a fire, or maybe during a fire, in his, uh, his London home. But it gives us a chance to revisit um, an underappreciated gem from a new wave powerhouse. Bronsky beat. Rest in peace, Steve Bronsky. And uh, thank you very much to listener John for giving me a chance to go on this extended jag. Sean? It better be bits. It better be bits. Is this the one? Oh, yeah, it's bits, I tell you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's bits. It's bits. It better be bits. I don't think so, but... It wasn't Kibbles and Bits? No, no, this was something else. I remember it when it was on the air back then, but... Uh, Love crunchy kibbles with chewy bits, all kinds of bits for a one of a kind taste. Does it have egg? Gotta have it. Better be bits. Kibbles and bits and bits and. Oh, you're right. That's the point. Dogs will eat anything. They'll eat bits. They will. They'll they eat... don't no, care. I've tried Kalina with the Jordash comment. That obviously didn't work. Drew was up there saying, "Oh, you guys are still talking." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said unfortunately. You, you did. You did hear him say that, didn't you? Yeah, and then you said unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, la, la. Okay. Um, nothing becomes Sean and nothing comes between Sean and his bathroom break. Um, we want to uh, thank our regular donors. Uh, as you may have noticed, we have fewer sponsors. We are hoping you may consider sponsoring the show. That's either as an advertiser or just someone who sends us a few bucks every now and then. And we're grateful for those regular donors, especially those that provide a treasured token right on a pound note as Adamant once suggested so memorably. Bryant sent us a nice Christmas gift along with these Bon Mo's. First, I asked that Kalina get half of this as once again, she was a real trooper. And she did get half of it. Thank um, you. We also thank Benjamin and August for their generosity in December. And of course, Kristen started the new year right with her monthly gift. So Kristen, we appreciate your regular support. It is, uh, it is, it's wonderful. And it's listeners like Kristen that will keep this show going mark how do those listeners like Kristen and august and bryant and benjamin and brant and bryant and yeah you done bryant gumble and yeah how do they do that mlsoladetroit.com little donate button takes you right to uh, paypal pretty simple that was, where's, where's our music mark it's easy Oh, oh, we get there for feedback. feedback? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, speaking of which, um, the uh, the uh, creator of this wonderful music bed, Mr. Max Prokop, he and his band, I believe it's the King's English, or maybe it's Shasta Fox, will be playing in Royal Oak in April. More on that as it becomes official. We come to our feedback, and Rich writes, what Mark and Sean refuse to admit is the bias that followers and in then inflates the Michigan athletic presence. Hutchison is a classic example of the hype that follows and attaches to Michigan teams and players. Hutchison was exalted to the top of the media heap after the OSU game. The CFP pregame hype for Hutchinson portrayed him as the best player on both teams. 
Then, as we all found out, Hutchinson was blocked. Imagine that. He was blocked! Well, that, that hype train's uh, pushing him, I guess, to the top of the NFL draft board, too. I guess yeah. they're just going to draft based on hype. Yeah. Well, he seems like a fine guy, so I hope for his sake the Lions do not draft him. Uh, Michelle inquires, Dear ML, do you think Mike Duggan serves out a full four-year term, or does he have aspirations beyond Detroit? Would love to hear you theorize on his long-term plans. If he resigned, I believe that would make Mary Sheffield, the city council president, the first black female mayor of huh. Detroit. Um, well, I think uh, I think Duggan does plan to serve out that term, and I don't know what he plans to do after this. Maybe, maybe just retire. But he yeah, had a else, chance. What else would he do? Well, I, I was surprised that he didn't go to Washington with Biden, and uh, he chose not to. So I think. Oh, you mean like uh, as, as a cabinet member, yeah. cabinet secretary? I know he doesn't really like the media uh, scrutiny. He doesn't like people bugging him. He likes to get stuff done. And I think if you're at the cabinet level in uh, D.C., there's less scrutiny from uh, those of us in the fourth estate or those my colleagues who are still in the fourth estate. Um, if he did resign, that would make Mary Sheffield the new city council or the new president, if indeed she is elected city council president, as I expect. She will be. Um, that would be very interesting. And uh, and I've done plenty of stories about Ms. Sheffield and some of her activities um, in the past. So uh, we'll we'll see where that goes. But I think I think we got Mike D here for another another four years. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, that I was thinking about. Um, I wanted to ask Sean about this. It just totally slipped my mind. Uh, I'm sorry. I guess I have to wait for another week. Sean, you read me like a book. You and I almost, you know, it's almost like we use the same mind. I admire you. What was I? What was I thinking? Do you? I respect you. Okay. Um, I, I guess I that's what. That's how you're reading his mind. Yeah. That's what he was um, thinking. Sean, what's? Uh, I'm sure you're wrong. What's coming up on the next Carlson Sean podcast? Uh, nothing we already haven't talked about here, and it'll be several days late, so why bother? <laughs> what a great promotion. Wow. Um, no, we're going to talk uh, Lions and quarterbacks and who knows. We're probably going to talk about Antonio Brown and mental health, I can, like I said. I can, I, oh, that. Okay. I can hardly wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, it was something about... Uh, this is going to drive him nuts that he cannot know, remember. I'm going to remember gonna, it after it, the show. It, it's gonna, it, it, oh, this is great because it's going to drive him just insane. Well, when I remember, I'm going to post it on... Uh, I'm going to post it on Facebook. You can find us M L Elric. That's M L no periods Elric. I'll put it on Twitter at Elric. And of course, please subscribe to us at, um, at YouTube. That channel is M L Elric as well, where you can watch the live broadcast. You can watch replays and all kinds of good stuff that we put up there over the years. So, uh, so please subscribe to the show. Please rate the show. Please share the show. And please, I say this, as pathetically as possible. Please, please love the show. Just, just a little bit. Sean. Kalina, this is where we have somebody who has a dynamic podcast plug their show. Uh, what's going on with your podcast? <laughs> I have not, no idea. I haven't even gone back to work yet. <laughs> there you go. Both of them. Just way uh, to sell it. I think you are the- learning from the wrong member of the team on selling. <laughs> I think the next group I have on is the Paranormal Society. So that'll oh, that be very cool. interesting. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to meet with them. But are they are they here. hunting for Sean's spirit? A waste yeah. of time. We should have him here. Should no, we shouldn't. Yeah, we should. It would be an interesting. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, we, we why, are you all, into the paranormal? There's some crazy. No, but I'm just interested in people that that have their own thing. 
We could all use more exercising. I think that's a resolution. What 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 are they? I mean, is this like a is this Dr. Venkman and Bill Murray in a basement, or are these really students who form this group? It's like students. They go around. They go to all like haunted locations and tell ghost stories. I don't know. I'm excited to meet with them though. And are they normal? I don't know. I haven't met them yet. But you didn't pre-interview them or any. But I mean, what do you know? I mean, this is is this like is this like uh, the Scooby Doo gang or these dorks with. Uh, Infrared oh, she goggles. saw a paranormal and thought, oh, that'd be interesting. So they believe yeah. in ghosts. She should. I emailed them. There's a girl who works at the radio station who's part of the club. Okay. And she referred me to them. And, and she's she believes normal. in ghosts? I guess. Damn, we may have a spot mm. for Colleen on the show as our guest booker, because that sounds like a better show than we got lined up. It sure as hell sounds better than the Sean Windsor podcast that was recorded months ago and won't be posted for another year and is talking about uh, why, they shouldn't, the have, Championship why they shouldn't have drafted Andre. Oh, by the way... <laughs> Speaking of oh, of uh, of broadcasters, oh, I thought this uh, was Cyrus. That's my fault, Sean. No, did anybody catch oh. Andre Ware doing the Notre Dame game? Yeah. Speaking of number one draft picks of the Detroit Lions, who failed as athletes but sure. are fantastic, he is a really good. great broadcaster. Yeah, he's really really good. Mm-hmm. He's no Chuck Long. No, I don't know. We're just we're never having a Chuck Long. Yeah, anyway, I don't sorry. Know. I don't want to go off on another tangent. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, it was a pleasure. It was fun ah, to be I, here with you guys, as always. I know it's something. It's driving him nuts. He can't think of what it was. Come on, man. Five minutes Come ago. on, man. All right. All right. Sean's got to go again. So, Cyrus, <laughs> let Sean take out. Well, no, no. Let's just. No, yeah, keep that in your yeah, we'll keep on. that. Can you dig that? It's Can a family you show. dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> Midnight on my beat now, the street's in full swing. If you want to get to the top quick, Detroit is the place to do it. But there are plenty of guys around, angle guys, Weisenheimers, digging holes to help you fall back to the bottom. I can only hope I find them. Those guys figuring angles on the gaudiest, the most violent. The lonesomest mile in the world. Detroit. My beat.